And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. There's this thing on. One, two, Mike Pacheco, one, two. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday (laughs) on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Party of Hood. No, let me stop by Zach. Let me stop by Zach impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) We need to keep that in. I do have a take. Let's open that with a joke. What do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) Take their ass home. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, Booker down so the sun set. Ja Grizz ain't ducking no smoke. Death lineup 2.0. Luca back, but does it even matter? Jerry West is pissed off. Just like in the show, winning time. Today is April 20th as we're recording. Well, let me do this right. Go little, little pre-roll there. <laughs> Today it fell out of my mouth. Today is April 20th. A happy 420 day. This is tough to talk like this. I'm Zach. That's Jade Hoy. Lighten the bong in this corner. The Long Meadow Legend. The Kingpin from Beantown who calls it like he sees it and often calls it before he sees it and sometimes sees like he calls it in his heyday. He liked the hot box because he always wanted all the smoke and he is exactly who Omar from The Wire was talking about when he said, You come at the king, you best not miss. He is the one and only Jay King. Jay! Did Kyrie Irving give Celtics fans new meaning to the name Larry Bird? (laughs) (laughs) That was a fantastic showing by Kyrie. I I live for the theater of it, man. And obviously he's he's going to hear a lot. The kids saw two middle fingers. The the thing that I thought of, like they used to like what I remember when Kevin Garnett flipped off somebody in a game. They, uh, they like blurted it out. So I appreciate that you can actually see the finger now, you know? Oh, the, I, I remember don't know if you've Kevin seen Garnett the highlight. did it. Oh, the highlights you've are seen the highlight on ESPN now. The highlights are blurted out. The out. Oh, they are? Yeah, the highlights are blurted out. Maybe it's out just because I always look on Twitter. Yeah. And, and that you can see the, it on Twitter, and it's just different experience than, than when you, but you after just 10 only be able to watch sports. I think you can see the whole finger. I think they, yeah, after, after 10, 10 p.m., then they, they'll let you see it. Absolutely. But when Kevin Garnett, when they. They blurred out his finger, and it was like, like the biggest blur out you could ever see. Like his middle finger was like three miles long. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing: uh, Are we worried about what the kid? Worry about the kids seeing the middle finger? Sure. Are we wor- worried about what the kids heard before the middle finger that prompted nah, the middle finger? Are we never. worried about that? No, we're never. good. Okay, nah. just want to make sure. If, those are those corner, are just words. 
Bay Area legend, author of two books about the Warriors and a brand new book on sale now, brand new as of like six months ago. Dynasties, the 10 GOAT teams that changed the NBA forever, the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, have you or will you ever attend Coachella? I, I have not. I'll never will, but I would love to. What? <laughs> I, I, that it, sounds like a nightmare to me. It, it does. I just kind of want to, but it's 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 what you it's a flex, right? You go for t it's like saying you've been to the Grand Canyon. Like sure. I saw the like I saw it ten minutes. All right, I'm out. Like that's what I want. I just want to step foot on the sea, get a little wristband, and be like, "Yo, I right. went to Coachella 2027." You feel me? I was in the building, and then I'm out. Right. But I don't want right, to be there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a nightmare to me. Plus, yeah, I, no, see, I see the people a, I know the going. Last place I want my 14-year-old no. daughter comes downstairs the other morning like, hey, Coachella starts today. What the hell do you know about? <laughs> like, what the hell is this? She's growing up. The, big like, the only That's Coachella only you're going to includes NBA coaches, baby. Pop and Steve Kerr and them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time to spark it. Jade, start the clock. Wow, man. That's some heavy shit, man. Take one. Don't booker that trip to the finals just yet. Tuesday night in Phoenix, the New Orleans Pelicans stun Chris Paul and the Suns 124-114 to take game two of their opening round playoff series. Brandon Ingram was on fire as he scored 37 points, grabbed 11 rebounds, and doled out nine assists. But as you may have heard, the big story from this game was Devin Booker went down in the third quarter with an apparent hamstring injury. The all-star guard, who was spectacular in the first half, finished with just 31 points. He was hurt while challenging a Jackson Hayes Duncan transition. Jade, play the tape. Uh, it is what it is, part of the game. You know what I mean? We uh, got guys that's more than capable of stepping up. You know, Book was killing. He was having a big time game, but you know, it is what it is. Quote from Monty Williams following game two. We've played without Chris and Book before. Jade played that tape. We'll do what we do. We've been really good on the road, historically good on the road. We've played without Chris and Book before. If we have to play without Book, next man up. And we've, we've done that all year long. Booker has battled hamstring issues for the past two seasons. In November, he strained his left hamstring and missed seven games. Last year during the finals, he suffered a hamstring injury in game three, but played through the issue and kept it a secret at the time during the 2021 regular season. He also had a left hamstring injury and missed four games. Marcus, could this injury derail your son's chances and hopes of getting back to the finals? Yes. Damn. Come on, man. This ain't even right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, oh, you, you're 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 offended by the yes. Injury. Like, do you see his face? I was so crushed with his face. He he yeah. kind of he's like, bro. Yeah. He was like, this is it. He looked just sad know, on the bench. Know, he just knows. Know, like, yeah. I, th at that moment, it wasn't even like, oh well, he might be back. You know, there was no. He was like, yep, that's it. Then Chris Paul said something to him. He was like, yeah, bro, I'm done. It's it's on you. Basically, yeah. passed him the blunt. Was like, this yours now. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's. You know, here's the problem. New Orleans, they might lose this series without book, but oh, they gonna make them dudes run. Mm -hmm. They gonna, and, and now you got to start wondering what happens with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the one with durability issues, right? And yeah. no matter what happens, even if they get through the Warriors, get through Memphis, whoever they got to get through, you you probably have a team in the finals waiting for you. 
who will not let Landry Shamit beat them, right? Like, so this is ti- so mean. This, this is title right here. This is the championship right here. Landry's going Landry off. Shannon Landry's going off. Strays here. I mean, this is the um, championship, and they they yeah. if he doesn't get back, that's the championship right there. Jay, uh, this Hornets team since they're three and sixteen start. You, man, you're not going to um, disrespect the Hornets. You're not going to disrespect oh, Charlotte like that. Come whatever, on, man. Whatever, whatever. I'm sorry. The good, the good. Lamelo and them uh, were sitting at home. Yeah, the, this Pelicans team, this Pelicans team, three and sixteen to start the season. Since then, you count the plan and you count the the playoffs so far. They are sixty six and thirty. Or I'm sorry, thirty six and thirty one. Thirty six and thirty one, counting those those games that's a good team that's above 500 like this pelicans team is no common eight seed i don't feel like yeah i feel like every year there's one of those teams that figures something out during the year and kind of just totally shifts around the entire franchise and a couple years ago it was it was phoenix in the bubble you know they didn't have chris paul yet but they went eight no in the bubble and that set the stage for everything to come next i thought last year it was minnesota like they were just trash absolute trash early in the season by the end of it they weren't great but they were like 500 ish over their last like 20 some odd games after they switched coaches and this year like it, it's new orleans like i don't know exactly what they have yet but you can tell they're building something and you can tell they, they found a lot of dudes who are committed to it and and zion sitting there waiting but the the foundation is is being built around him you know and, and in some ways kind of without him and like they just have a lot of competitive dudes. They got Alvarado, who's just like trying to do the sneaky stuff. And that was a hilarious moment when Chris Paul looked at him like, like, like we're not doing like, this bi- shit. Like, yeah. bitch, come like, on! I'm, I, like, I'm, a, I'm a grown man. Like, You're not getting me. I'm not the dude. I'm not the dude for this. And uh, but they, I mean, Herb Jones. Like, there's just a lot of competitive dudes around Ingram, who's gotten a lot better, and CJ McCollum, who who brings them a level that, that they'd never had before for, for as a playmaker at, at that position. And so I, I just feel like there's a lot going right for them right now. Willie Green has done a great job turning things around there. And, and I don't know whether they'll beat the Suns, but now that Booker's out, they'll make the Suns work. And and, and that's where I think this this injury could, could really hurt Phoenix down the line. I think they'll still get by New yeah. Orleans if they don't have Booker. But you put so many more miles on Chris Paul, and and he's always been an injury liability yeah, in the playoffs. Hurt, yeah. And like you have to play him more minutes, you have to give him more touches, more is on his shoulders. And and I think just the mileage there concerns me now because uh, this will be a longer series and it'll be a tougher series for Chris Paul. And what we thought would be a sweep, probably right. Yeah, for sure. I thought it would be a tough sweep, but I thought it would be a sweep. And now it's, I'm not, I still don't think the Suns are going to lose a series, um, but it looks like it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. The the way Ingram looks and the way they're like, CJ McCollum is just, he's making them dudes work on defense, right? Jay's boy, Jay Crowder got lit (laughs) up last night. Jay Crowder, he's a helpful player. Hey, but did he hit a big three though? He He was a traffic cone. He hit one big three after missing several threes and screwing up several runs by the Suns earlier in that game. It was a weird, weird effort from Phoenix though. Like, like there was that one play with like three minutes left 
Alvarado's running it to half court and they just don't get back on defense, yeah. leave somebody yeah. wide open under the hoop. It was Trey Murphy. Uh, Fe- yeah, Trey Murphy. Phoenix was, never was does stuff like that. They went yeah. through the whole regular season like that was the team that was locked in. So it was just a weird, weird maybe game Booker from them. Maybe part of it was. That, ain't that Booker <laughs> cut all this transition defense out? You should have been coasting it. You don't need the hustle. You don't need the fake hustle. You stroll through that crosswalk, okay? They, they, that car will wait. They can accelerate later on if they need to make up that time. You can give them an extra three seconds. Like, you don't need to hustle at all. I am on team. Just stroll along. That's what you, you can't do. do that. That's, what, you <laughs> That's do. what I do. Absolutely. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Take two. Ain't ducking no smoke. Hey, you want to get high, man? That's how they do they got wooden balls, man. I got a joint here, man. I've been saving for a special occasion. Memphis, John Morant, the Grizzlies took game two of their series against the Timberwolves with a 124-96 win. Goodness, the largest margin of victory in franchise history in a playoff game. John Morant nearly had a triple-double. 23 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. And the Grizz swamped the Timberwolves with 60 points in the paint. A Grizzlies hallmark this season. Quote from Taylor Jenkins. This is our recipe. Jade, play the tape. It's a step in the right direction for us. I mean, we've got to have the threat of everything on the floor. I said if we just play this style, the way we're moving the ball, the way we're running the floor, obviously getting stops helps that. You know, it ignites our offense. Um, You know, you become less predictable. You know, you can still get into the paint. You can get to hopefully the free throw line. Uh, You're getting great looks from the outside. We had so many open looks that we missed, but this is exactly what we want. So we'll watch the film, show the guys. This is our recipe. They keep putting the work. We trust them to have the green light when they're open. Um, But this is more of the style that we got to play. The Wolves dominated the series opener after scoring a franchise record 41 points in the first quarter. Game two, however, officials stay busy calling 20 fouls in a very long first quarter. Let me tell you this. Zach Zarba is pretty hit or miss, okay? James Williams is one of the worst officials I've ever seen. I cannot believe he does playoff games. He hasn't gotten any better than when he was a rookie official about a decade ago. And you saw this this game. There were six fouls called or five fouls called in the first 67 seconds of the third quarter. A flagrant, that's the thing. In the first four minutes of this game, there were 10 foul calls. There were, uh, there was a tech and there was a flagrant. Maybe two of those calls were correct. And it wasn't the flagrant or the tech. Just unbelievable. It kept the NBA's top scoring teams in the regular season from getting into any kind of rhythm. They combined to shoot 33 free throws. Not only were they getting chippy on the court, but off the court, a simmering fun beef between the fathers of John Morant and Carl Anthony Towns has captured the attention of TV cameras. Quote from T. Morant, as he told Chris Haynes during the sideline appearance on TNT, we ain't ducking no smoke. Jade played that tape. They get a little lead. Now they want to talk. Half time to be like, oh, we scoring now. Oh, hey. We ain't had, we had no lead. Hey, hey, look at this. 
We ain't ducking no smoke. Hey. Series now moves to Minneapolis for games three and four, where the Wolves will have an opportunity to go up in the playoff series in front of their home crowd for the first time since 2004. Jay, can the Timberwolves get back to the way they played in game one and get the series to six or seven games, perhaps even winning that series? Well, first of all, I want to bring up the, the T. Morant, Carl Towns Sr. thing. Oh, my because God. So good. They, it's good. They got to come up with some new material. I saw them interviewed t- two different times, and they brought up the same jokes. Like you, you can't yeah. be bringing up the same jokes twice. Nah, Everyone's going to see nah, both. Nah, you got to tour they're, the jokes, they're old, man. They're they're middle aged to old men. Like that's all they. My dad has told the same jokes for forty yeah, years. Yeah, like, it's, oh, black man don't is, change. The jokes, is no older than twenty three. They know what works, and they go with what works. <laughs> Team Morant is no older it's than twenty three. Cat Williams doesn't not. have new material. Yeah, the Kings of Comedy the was the same jokes everywhere. Steve Harvey doing the same thing every damn day. I'm just saying, I'm all for it, but if I have to hear T. Morant talk about Carl Anthony Towns or Carl Towns Sr. like fitting into his son's jersey one more time, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. It still but, works. Still works. Yeah, I thought I thought game two was just the Grizzlies kind of being like, oh yeah, you you thought we were vulnerable, like you yeah. thought we were we were fluky during the regular season, you thought. You thought Minnesota, Minnesota was was gonna give us a series. That was just them kind of being like, "Yeah, we're we may be young, we may be inexperienced, but we've got a lot here, and and we're ready for this too." So I'm, I'm not ready to write off the Timberwolves for the rest of the series at all. But that was a reminder that Memphis is yeah. bad and Memphis it's is Memphis. dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Marcus. I, it felt like it felt like the Wolves went into Game Two with mission accomplished. We stole yeah, a game, no question, right? And then got complacent, and now I think that pressure is on them hey, at home in, in Minneapolis. And, and here's why: like, like, there's a there's a window here for Minnesota to to capitalize. I don't know if they will, but when you make a team adjust in Game Two, like that, I, if you if they can respond to that. Then what does Memphis do? Like, what's the, is right. the counter to bring back Stephen Adams again? Like, what do you do now? They yeah, I don't know. they shifted in game two, sat down Stephen Adams, and Carl Anthony Towns clearly had a had a rough go. But if he could somehow respond to that, now I wonder how, where does Memphis go from there? So what you have to do is now Towns has to put his ass on the block. Absolutely, now yes. he's got to go to the block. But that's what I'm saying. Like Minnesota has a chance here to kind of capitalize because Memphis in a must win situation, they had to make the adjustment. So that's the benefit of winning game one. I mean, look, Memphis is great, but they do have some areas of concern. First off, they had seven dudes score double figures. Like that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a lot. Of every, that, that's figures. a lot of dudes. And then, but, but Hey, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks is a problem. <laughs> that's all. For who? For Memphis. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you were going to say. For Memphis. Like, he, that is a overly confident see, now, man now, right I there. don't think you can bank on all. Like, their bench was so incredible and usually yeah. is. And obviously, they are a deep team. I, I do wonder. Like, I, I wouldn't be as surprised at all if, they're, if they played 10 guys in Minnesota on the road and it worked. But we also know that usually the, the bench guys play better at home. Road games are about stars, right? You yeah. know Josh coming. Uh, you could you could kind of pencil in Jaron Jackson too. Dylan Brooks is going to be a difference maker, right? Dylan Brooks, 
and D'Angelo Russell <laughs> might decide. I trust. I trust in Dylan Brooks. I Why? know. I know he can be a maniac with some of his shot selection at times. I know sometimes he tries to do stuff he probably shouldn't be trying to do, but I just trust in that dude's competitive spirit. And and I I, I think like when it really comes down to it, he's the type of guy that's gonna like will himself to to make that shot or will himself to make that play you don't need I, will though sometimes you know I, what you need you need composure yeah. you need to get yourself so to me they need to play tyus jones more because they need somebody on the court to be like hey everybody calm the hell down we are memphis <laughs> like we're the number two seed and these dudes yeah. get so riled up that they just start foaming at the mouth it's like yo that that helps minnesota you play start playing pat beverly's game like, you got to be cool against Pat Bev. You can't be foaming at the back because then he know he got you. And that's what Dylan oh, Brooks that does. Memphis, <laughs> that Memphis team loves to talk yes, shit, Yes, they, they do. Like, they they, they got to talk shit. Oh, my that, God. That, that clip Ja put on Instagram before the game was incredible. He, Yo, he went and found the, the Michael hey, Jordan the clip. Yeah. Hey, he, he, he is the best saying, at it, though. Saying, he, he know how to do it. Saying, saying he wasn't he's worried about Payton. losing one yes. game and, yeah. and saying that we'll see if he, they talk crap when they're tied or, or when zero, when zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy well, he, to talk crap too. when you're up. And that's kind of the perfect perfect was, synopsis yeah, of the Timberwolves. Yeah. They talk a lot when they're winning. To the point where I'm wondering, does Ja have a writing crew for his trash talk? Does he have nah, a camp? Think, like, is this really all They should run for his father, too. He needs some, some new of, jokes. <laughs> some of, some of us geniuses. Good. Some of us geniuses. Everything's off the dome, Marcus. You know, I can relate to John Morant in that way. You just say what comes to mind, and yeah. luckily that mind's always nah, turning with so that. He, he had a it, moment at walking back in the tunnel after the game where he's screaming to the camera as he's walking back, like, stay on your side. You, you, you switch yeah, sides, stay on that stay side. On that I'm side. like, who are you talking to? There was nobody in the tunnel. No security, no Wolves fans, nothing. Like, I just don't – he just talks to talk. He's, But he's incredible at it. And the, the reason I love – like, obviously, he's great. Obviously, he kind of represents this new wave of players. They don't care, man. Don't but they, shit, but yeah. But he also appreciates good. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't out yeah. here just being disrespectful. Like, he going to talk that talk. I just still can't believe this dude is, like, watching the Warriors. And he's like, yo – the Warriors have shooters everywhere. Steph and Clay are on fire, right? It's like, dude, yeah. you're gonna have to play them. But he don't care. He like, yo, he y'all, yeah, yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. And it's perfect. Cause, like, because his, his mentality is they're gonna have to play me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. this dude yeah. is a godsend, man. Like he is yeah. perfect. Uh, speaking of getting smoked, take three, the death lineup 2.0. After a rusty game one coming off the bench for the Warriors, Steph Curry exploded. As the Warriors' sixth man on Monday night, super sub Curry, 34 points in 23 minutes, led to Golden State uh, to a 126-106 victory over the Denver Nuggets. They now lead that series 2-0. Curry, who missed the final 12 games of the regular season with bone bruise and sprained ligaments in his left foot, went off 12 of 17 from the field, four assists, three rebounds, one steal, one block. He hit five of 10 from downtown, finished with a plus 32 Plus minus Jade, play the tape. Curry, a little step back on Gordon. Passes another one in. According to Stathead, Curry is the only player in NBA history to score at least 30 points while playing in 23 minutes or less. Meanwhile, a new death lineup has emerged. I've heard Fast Five, the Fitz Five, Liquid this. Death Lineup. 
of Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and your boy Jordan Poole. The full unit took the court with 6.02 remaining in the second quarter as the Warriors trailed 43-35. By the time the whistle blew for halftime, Warriors led 57-51. Draymond Green said it's a passer's paradise. Poole had 29 points, one shy of the 30 he put up in this playoff debut on Saturday. Warriors fans have got to love that. So, Marcus, are the Warriors better than what we thought they were? It depends on what point in the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've had about six seasons yeah, right, so far right. this year. Jay, first off, Jay, can we stop? Like, can we get a, can we get a minutes minimum before we start nicknaming line, lineups? Like, I, I, like the, can, the rush to nickname can, stuff is too much. Like, they've it's literally played like eighteen minutes. Like, can can we? I, I hear. Ah, uh, but did you see those eighteen minutes, <laughs> Marcus? I mean, listen, my goodness, the eighteen minutes really—they were enough to break Denver. The news. I've never seen a team down five more like done. Like they were yeah. down five and it was over. Like they're fighting they each other. Like it was yeah. done. And Michael Malone, they showed him on the sideline. <laughs> his look was like, oh my God. He was, he was, done. He was done. And the crazy part is like, did the second half, the whole third quarter became about like, we got to build this lead up big enough before Steph comes back. Like we can't. Yeah. Eat. And they were done. They were, it was literally a six point game at halftime and it was over. Like that's, but I don't know. Part of me is like, obviously it makes a lot of sense, right? Obviously it's super explosive. It makes sense. But it's also Denver, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there probably isn't a more ill-equipped team to handle it. <laughs> they got Mate Morris and Will Barton Garden, Steph. <laughs> I Dude. mean, you know what I'm saying? And I like Mate the Morris. That's the, just the a only lot. Adjustment, the only adjustment they could have is if if Composo went out there and just hit Steph and Clay with a lead pipe. That's the only like that's the only adjustment that they can make right now. I mean send Boogie out there too. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty much that I mean, really, they don't have a counter. Like Mm-mm. Jokic is like dead tired by the third quarter. Uh it is Denver. Yeah. Part of me is like, yeah, they're they're obviously good. We knew they were good. We knew, yeah. like, I mean, I still think Phoenix is the best team, but we knew, like, hey man, it'll be a great series. The Warriors could win it. I'm just it's Denver just is not capable of guarding this team. Agreed. But at the same time, like the Warrior outside of the Suns, the Warriors had one of the best stretches this season of any team early yeah. in the season. And now Clay is back and looks pretty much like Clay lately. Draymond is back healthy and looks pretty much like Draymond. Yeah. And and they found Jordan Poole. Who I'm sorry. Who they find? Who do they find, Jay? Well, I, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Yes, uh, the guy, you, the guy that's you, good every other month. You so good predicted luck in May. Jordan Poole with good luck be, in May. Congratulations! That's be a big fall off. <laughs> you you knew Jordan Poole and was you, coming, and then you but, won't have to worry about June. But he plays stylistically more like Steph than probably anyone else in the entire. NBA and and it's crazy because he's running around screens he's doing all the off-ball stuff Mm. he he's got the elite shooting paired with that and I look at him and I I wonder how much like being there has shaped the way he plays because you can tell he missed he he took so much from Steph he's taken so much from Draymond yelling at him being like you gotta you gotta come off the dribble handoff you gotta like do all that and and it's scary. It's scary what those dudes can do offensively. I, I'm I'm with you, Marcus. I want to see them against a team that's not like the worst possible matchup for for them. Look, I, I, but, I no disrespect to the Denver Nuggets or the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
I'm dying for a Warriors Grizzlies second round series. Dying. Yeah, it be the epic. amount of talk that's going to happen between Draymond and and that Grizzlies team. All oh, I Draymond know, and team all I know is they better not. <laughs> they better not. Memphis got to win that series because the trash talk Draymond's going to have if they don't. Make will we it. have the same? <laughs> will we have the same sideline interviews with T. Morant and Draymond's mom? Oh, would that be epic? Oh, oh my, my goodness! goodness. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Epic? That, that would be crazy. Speaking of Draymond, like uh, I, I know our Sam Amick was writing about how how rare it is for an MVP or presumed MVP to go out in the first round. Uh, man, yo, yo, I haven't seen Jokic look this helpless before. Like, <laughs> yo, They're attacking him every time on defense to wear him down. And then he just, like, there's he's, only so much he can do on offense. He's for 25 against Draymond. Like, yeah. It, he he must have known going into this series, like, man, not only are we in so much trouble, but, like, this is going to suck. They play in a way, in a <laughs> yeah. way that attacks all of my weaknesses at the same time. And do you, do you, if they if the Warriors sweep the Nuggets, do you think that Denver can file a restraining order against Golden State just for future playoff? Oh, man, De- Denver's too busy. Their players are too busy filing restraining orders against, against each themselves. Other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, had to waste I, like, I, I legitimately feel bad for Denver. Yo, at this I've point. never like, in my life heard players after a players only meet and come out still mad at each other. Still they wouldn't even they even, even more front mad. like it worked, right? Even more mad. No, no, yeah, we worked some stuff out. Like, like, nah, fuck these dudes. Like, man, like, I'm a- it's the same as it always is. All talk. <laughs> I was like, yo, you just had a players only meeting. Yeah. All right. And, and Mike Ma- Michael Malone was out like, yeah, I just hope this didn't like totally ruin our team. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like, I hope oh, we're man. not just totally broken going into game three. Yeah, this is this, yeah, this might be this might be a wrap, boys. Uh all right, that's enough talk about nuggets on 420. Take four. Luca back. It doesn't even matter. According to sources, according to Shams Tarani of the Athletic, there's optimism Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic will return for game three or game four against the Jazz. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The calf strain that Doncic suffered on April 10th is improving, and workouts over the next two days could determine comeback timing. Doncic return would be icing on the cake after the Mavericks snatched Game 2 in their opening round series against the Jazz, a loss that had punted furious with the play of Utah's Donovan Mitchell after another fourth-quarter collapse. Jade, play that tape of Stephen A. I'm a fan of Jalen Brunson. Before you want points, this is what Utah does. This is what they do. Every single time you expect something from them, they let you down. With the series now tied, game three and four will be played in Utah. Jay, do the Mavs actually need Luka to return, or can this Jazz dumpster fire sustain itself to the inevitable exit from these playoffs? Jay, what I really want you to talk about is Rudy Gobert. They they do need... Luca, they will need him at some point. Talk about but, Rudy, but their only Don't talk about Luca. Their about only Rudy. goal without him was to just like stay afloat enough that he can come and just torture. Oh, just the talk jazz. about Rudy. No one wants this. We just want you to okay. talk about Rudy Gobert. There okay, go. it, it's time to talk about Rudy Gobert. There we go. Because year after year, we see the same stuff. Year after year, the Jazz get worse defensively in the playoffs, get exposed defensively in the playoffs, and there's nothing Rudy can do about it. And I know, I know that they have flawed perimeter defenders. I know those guys are getting beat. But I'm sick of the Kevin O'Connors and the Bavel Garrises and the Nate Duncans and... All these guys just just coming out defending Rudy. Why do we need to defend Rudy Gobert? This guy is one of the best ever at what he does well. He's a defense season. unto himself. In the regular season. He can protect the paint like no other. In the regular season. But it's time for everyone, and not just the people like Zach, who are willing to acknowledge the truth, but everyone to admit that Rudy's limitations matter in the playoffs. The fact that he can't slide his feet like everyone else. The fact that he can't switch like, like a Bam Adebayo or a Draymond Green. The fact that, that he's not going to be the center who helps you in rotations. It all matters, and it all is part of the reason why they break down year after year after year. They do it. It doesn't even matter the opponents. Like, it's Maxi Kleber. It's Terrence Mann. It's Jalen Brunson. It's Reggie Jackson. It, it literally does not matter. They break down, and he is stuck between trying to help and trying to guard the arc. And I, I'm, I, I, he's great. He's, he's one of the greatest defenders the who ever season. lived. In the regular season. But... But we all need to acknowledge that that his flaws matter. Just just say it. Just say it. Just 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 let yourself know it. 
Well, at least they're not paying $40 million a year. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> what do you think the Jazz's prospects are if Luka is back in game three or game four? Uh, Rudy's coming to the Warriors, and then he's going to become the greatest center of all time. No, wow. <laughs> wow. I, Wiggins I for, for Rudy, straight up. There you go. I, I actually still think. I think Dallas might win the series either way, but <laughs> if, yeah. If, first off, to me, it's wild that Luca's coming back. That's crazy. <laughs> it's so risky. Like so you risky. got two seasons hanging in the balance here. I don't know what yeah. they're doing, but uh, if Luca comes back, they're done. Like Utah's done. They can't guard Jalen Brunson, uh, and that that's a problem. Uh, and, <laughs> but that was so mean. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Brunson's Brunson really good. good. He's, he's good. Really good. No, he's, he's good. really good. But come oh, on. I mean, the Knicks are about to give him a bag. Oh, yeah. He, he, no, he's a really good point guard, right? He's a re- he's yeah. just like his daddy, right? Like, he can get down low. He live. He's really great. Uh, 15 he can feet score, in. though. Yeah, he, yeah. So, but the fact that Rudy can go minus 24 in a game without Luka is, 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 I don't know what he was, but it felt like he was like minus 24. But to me, this is an issue that I feel like Danny Ainge has to fix. Like Rudy is good, but he's good in a very particular situation, right? And they yeah. they they refuse to address this situation. I mean, Royce O'Neal is like the best perimeter defender they have, and he's not that good anymore. Uh he, you got to put Rudy in in a better position defensively. It's we we've just seen enough. He's not getting to the corner. He's not like stopping dudes on the perimeter, and that's all playoff basketball is. So to put yeah. him in that spot kind of works against him. But also, they've just completely forgot about this fact that we've learned this from Draymond. You can't be a nothing on offense. Like you, that's right. part of it, right? That's part of it. And so they've allowed Rudy, because, you know, Donovan is only passing the salt, to just become like a nothing. Like, it doesn't matter. Well, they do, they do sit at lunch together sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's <laughs> like, if he's going to be nothing out there, then that means every single play he makes on defense yeah. matters. And every bucket he gives up puts him in a hole. And you just can't be that way in the playoffs. And, and on top of this, I know we're bashing Rudy a lot, and I do think some of it is very deserved. But Donovan Mitchell has been a disaster on both ends of the floor, right? Like, he's getting his points, but he was so bad. His decision-making in the fourth quarter is so bad. You're not Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Stop. He, he, like, you're just not. And then defensively, we know he's a nothing right now. But but on offense, like, he's just got to he's got to stop settling for three-point. You're not a good three-point shooter. You're okay at it. He just I, settles for these step-back threes all the time, Jay. Yeah, and I, I think part of the problem is, like, they're not as good defensively as they used to be. They have a lot of guys who can get beat and that has nothing to do with Rudy. And, but they all like when they lost Joe Ingles, who was very good for them, they did nothing to replace him. They, they went out at the trade deadline and got Nikhil Alexander Walker, who is no help to them. They picked up Wancho Ernan Gomez, who is somehow playing playoff minutes Rudy Gay didn't work. So all, all the moves they've, they've made to, like, address their depth, like, just have not paid any dividends. And so, like, part of what made them great was they had four different guys who could beat you in the pick and roll. And losing Ingles is a big deal. Uh, yeah. and so their offense just doesn't work the same as it used to. 
That's a front office there. problem, though. Like they, yeah, they kept trying to run it back with a squad that wasn't getting it done. And like, how many times do you do that? And now you have nobody who can play defense on the perimeter. And they know you can tell by the way they play that they they're like they know yeah. they're cooked. As soon as right? it starts, they're like, "Well, here, here we, we go." go right? They're like, yeah. "We're done." Daniel they're House all, is, the, is the stopper like, oh, now, man. right? It's like yeah. they know, and they just kept running it back, and they kept getting worse. And when people understand what you're going to do, they're going to. You can't run the same thing back in the NBA. Not two right. years, not three years. Like you got to mm-hmm. reinvent yourself, and they just, they just have it. I don't, I don't even think that's Rudy's fault. Like he, not, no. he's exploitable, no, 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 but not. it's not his fault. They didn't set him up. You can't get this dude all this money and then not right. set it up for him, right? Like, Again, I I don't think this is Rudy's fault, but he's not a solution, and part of it is to bl- he is to blame. Like, there's no only question. so much he can yeah. do with the way he moves, and it's I mean, not Conley. Where's Where's Mike Conley? Like, he's supposed to be. You talking question. about Donovan Mitchell? Like, they brought in Mike Conley to be the guy. To figure yeah. that out. Yeah. And somehow yeah. he can't get the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hand. Boyan Bogdanovich is the only one I trust in that team right now. He's the only one that I think is is pressure proof. But let's move on. Take five. Jordan Clarkson is calling. Time to be blunt. It's losing time. Los Angeles Lakers legend and NBA icon slash logo Jerry West has declared the portrayal of himself in HBO's drama series Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty as a quote deliberately false characterization and a baseless portrayal in a letter issued to executive producer Adam McKay, as well as HBO and its parent company, Warner brothers discovery on Tuesday, West attorneys state that the series has quote, caused great distress to Jerry and his family demanding a legal retraction from HBO within two weeks. Quote from the letter. You took a happy and super successful Lakers era and turned it into a pulpy soap opera. You depicted the people in a false light not at all who they are to garner ratings and make money. The letter also contains testimony from individuals who worked alongside Wes at the time, including words from Claire Rothman and Abdul Jabbar, both of whom are also portrayed on the series by Gabby Hoffman and Solomon Hughes, respectively. So Marcus, it's time to figure out, is this the end of winning time? Of course it ain't. (laughs) <laughs> all publicity is good publicity what's a retraction i was thinking that like can you pull it from my mind what does that mean? can you erase yeah. the memories can you give me one of the men in black things and flash so it's, i don't know what i saw it is a fucking dramatization they say they literally say that yeah, they literally say that but with that said right like there's nothing they can do but i think what jerry's doing is good you know i think i think this is smart because Here's why it's a little seedy to me. Here's why it's a little seedy. No, it is. Like it's first off, he's like, how old is Jerry West? Like, yeah, you if you could get paid out of this, right? Like they're gonna settle. They're gonna settle. They don't well want smoke with Jerry West. They're gonna settle. He's gonna get paid. But the part that's a little seedy is Jerry West has been very, very open about his depression issues and about his, you know, about his mental stuff. And they were like. Maybe that Ooh. makes it plausible, right? Like, yes. <laughs> so if they're like, hey, man, he did write about it in his book. So maybe, yeah. Issue, yeah. So that's where it's like a little, come on, man. But if I feel like if he came out and said, yeah, we we needed a character to be a little wild. We chose Jerry West. This is not Jerry West. Like, make them say that. Break but, bread. Man. I got it. If, I, if I'm Jerry West, as a matter of fact, I'm about to sue the, the Hollywood for all the times they made black people look bad. For all the times they misrepresented my culture and made it look like we were shooting people. Okay, maybe we would. Nah, 
I'm, I'm getting paid. No, you know what? I'm, I'm with you, paid. Marcus. Nah. I'm with you on this. Hey, I'm I want sick a retraction. I'm sick of everyone thinking of Mel Gibson every time they think of Scottish people, all right? William Wallace was better than Mel Gibson. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I want reparations from Braveheart. I want them to retract it and I pay all Scottish descendants. Baby. Absolutely. No, we're in on this. <laughs> we're, the, we're doing the this. Real hero, <laughs> the real hero of this was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because I, I don't know if you guys yep. yeah. read the story that he wrote, but that man took down Winning Times production like, like I don't know how those guys can go on anymore. Like this dude was throwing fire. I know I how. The I know how. HBO's paying a shitload of money. I know how. <laughs> when they, he, when they get an Emmy, he, 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 <laughs> he wrote, humor is one of Adam McKay's specialties, but he can't seem to find any in this show. There Incorrect. Are attempts, I've laughed many times. But they often fall flat because they are so obvious and predictable. Those bro dude attempts are as cringy as a bad SNL skit. Like, this dude, he went hard. He he said it's as if he strung together a bunch of flashing colored lights and told us this is the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> like, okay, that's pretty good. That's a good line right there. Kareem was just killing dudes, and so that that's the part I of it. I respect it, man. Defend yourself. I get it. They out here throwing shade but on your name. Let me, this, let me ask this question. Doesn't this letter from Jerry West and his representation doesn't it kind of fit the character on Winning Time of what he might do? Like you kind of proven winning time's point here. Because <laughs> also, let me say this: the first two episodes, I get it, and I and look, it's easy for me to say they're not portraying me here, right? So like, it's not personal to me. I love Jerry West, but this isn't personal to me. I think it's okay. The first two episodes, I'm with him. Like that seemed pretty heavy-handed. Since then, it looks pretty mild to me. Like I don't really know. I don't know. It, it, I I don't think it's a big deal. But again, it's hey, not Paul West. It might be next. Now that's what that's a that's a letter that should be sent because Jason Siegel has made him look all bad. I also think like th there's a level where you just shouldn't care about stuff like this. I feel like like Jerry West is at a level where if if they portray him one way in an HBO show, like and, and well, I'm not I, the man. I'm not the man. It, it it's tough for you to say that, but. At the same time, like like Jerry West's legacy it's is Jerry West. concrete. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's gonna look at Winning Time and be like, "This changes the way I feel about Jerry West." Well, I, he's oh, the logo. Here, he's a guy who I don't know, but there's a bunch of has people done so much and been around know. the NBA so long. Yeah, I I guess. But here's the here's the thing I would say: like Jerry's 83 years old, right? Yeah. Jerry's 83. That's well, I mean, like that's, almost that's 84. Old. Yeah, yeah, almost 84, and so. I think for us, I think for for older people, it's not going to change the perception. But for young people looking at who that is, whole, I yeah. could get, I get yeah. it, right? I get it. I do think, and Marcus, you may be right. He may get a check out of this, and that's all that's needed. But I actually think bringing this lawsuit up or bringing this letter up and this demand actually hurts in the sense that it might get more people to pay attention to winning time at this point, right? If they weren't that interested before. And and you're kind of, and you're into the basketball, or whatever. This may bring you towards, you know what? Maybe I need to check this out if it's that salacious. And there was something. There was something like, I don't. I hate using the word classy, so I don't want to say that. But something about letting other people say, man, that ain't that ain't the Jerry I knew. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. And yes. having yeah, that yeah, yeah. speak for you. But man, I feel it, man. I, I ain't I ain't against anybody defending their name and their honor and going to get that bread. This is the most united the Lakers franchise has been in a long time. Like <laughs> coming to Jerry West's defense. Jerry West saving the Lakers again. <laughs> yeah, Jerry West saving the Lakers ass once again. Yeah, this is it's funny because like nobody involved in the story is like, yeah, you know what? It's pretty interesting. They're all cause I because like Pat Riley hated that that Jeff Perlman book. Like a lot of people have been like, no, I have no interest in this that were involved in this story. And Garavini went for two days. It was like, yeah, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm <laughs> he, he turned down a he lot of down, money. Yeah, to, yeah, he turned down bread. It was like, nah, this like, ain't what right. was it? Fifteen grand, I think it, it was. was like, like just to be a part, just to be around a the consultant. show. And, like, yeah, give, give yeah. insight. Yeah, yeah nah, I'm like, cool. that's easy money. Yeah. Did he turn down the money though? Did they be like, well, you know, I might want to check those bank statements. I was here for two days, buddy. Give my bread. I was here. Yeah. At least get a pro rate on that one. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it. For this week's point of contention, don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. We got Warriors Plus Minus, Anything is Potable, Down to Dunk, No Dunks, Glue Guys, Sixers Beat, Forum Club, Game Notes, and of course, Michelle Beadle's new podcast, What Did I Miss? For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Jay Doyle, I'm Zach Harper. Enjoy your 420. It's coming out on 421. Enjoy it again. Remix it. Remix it. No, it makes it even funnier. It, ma- it makes it even funnier, though, I, th- I think. <laughs>